Welcome to the Simplified Organization Podcast. 15-minute conversations with real moms about managing life well and cheerfully because our work at home honors God. He uses our homes to build His kingdom, so they are worth our energy and attention. Today, I have part two of my conversation with Bess Hawthorne. Bess is a wife, mother of five, and grandmother of three with the newest baby coming this summer. Bess teaches at Logos School in Moscow, Idaho, and is host of the podcast, Come Over for Dinner, where she encourages women with all the ways that we can make hospitality practical and fun. Let's get back to it. So if perfectionism then is a part of our, or maybe causing our bad attitude, do you have any tips or advice for keeping a Christ-focused attitude and mindset? Another verse that I thought of when thinking through your podcast and what it was all about, Paul in Philippians 1, 6 writes that he's confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you We'll complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And so when we think about our sanctification happening every day, we have to recognize that, again, God is working in us and he expects us to continually be passing the tests that he puts in front of us. Without the fruits of the spirit, First Corinthians says that we are nothing. Without love, I am nothing. <laughs> so achieving perfection is not a perfectly mopped floor, no dishes in the sink. The Bible tells us that we're to be patient, kind, slow to anger, forgiving of those around us. And this is God's definition. This is what we're trying to achieve. So make sure that you are having the mindset that Christ has. What definition does he have for you of perfection? It's not a critical eye. It's not a critical spirit. Don't demand perfection of yourself. Don't beat yourself up just because you know, the words you said when you were talking to someone weren't witty and charming or dinner burned, or there's just going to be problems throughout your life. And so expectations shouldn't be set so high that you and others can't meet them. Love does cover or is supposed to cover a multitude of sins. And I often, with my second graders, I often say, and mistakes. <laughs> like if one of them stomps on another one's toe or bumps into the one in the playground, it's, that's not a sin, but we often cover things over with love, even accidental things. And so that's the mindset we're supposed to have towards others and ourselves. So we shouldn't be pointing out all the imperfections in other people. Mm-hmm. I do have a story. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of hospitality, I was at my sister's house recently and with my son and daughter-in-law that live here. And we had invited a family. He, I think it was a, someone from out of town that was involved with where he works. So we invited this young family over to eat dinner with us and everything's going great. According to a perfectionist thought pattern, everybody's talking and smiling. We're a few minutes from starting dinner. The food's on the bar. The, everything's great. At that moment, right as we're about to call everybody in to pray, (laughs) one of their little girls starts walking down the stairs from the playroom, calling her mom. So we look over there and as she's saying, mom, she's two or three, 
she is throwing it as she oh. walks down stair after stair. <laughs> and to tie this, we're talking about in that moment, do you believe God is telling that story? Do you believe that this is a moment he brought to, to see how are you going to react to this? <laughs> internally externally <laughs> is it all about you is it a disaster my food is getting cold my house is no longer clean <laughs> <laughs> <See me. laughs> or can you smile and have joy in the process and the process of whatever you have to do in that moment know that God is growing you and there's lots and lots of stories like that, but we have a saying that we say in my family, it's not all about you or it's not all about me. God puts circumstances in our lives to grow us, to sanctify us and to help us realize it's not all about you. <laughs> Love is giving to others. So anyway, specifically yeah. on my podcast, come over for dinner. Specifically, we do talk about hospitality a lot and inviting other people to come in and share a meal, but hospitality is given every day to our own families, to our husband, to our children, and our children should remember that we laughed, we smiled, and that we were not anxious and harried and demanding. They are going to remember the times of fellowship, the meals around the table, the hugs, the laughs, far more than how cleanly mopped your floor was all the time, or how perfect the living room was for company. Remember that as well, as you go throughout your day, interacting with even just your family, it's very important to not just think about hospitality toward others, but practice it every day in your own home. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's easy to see our stories as our own, where the people are interacting as affecting our story we're trying to make happen. Yes. <laughs> but especially as kids get older and become adults, it becomes even more obvious that, oh, nope, we're just little bit players helping other people's stories along and we should be serving them. They aren't completing our little picture perfect family. We are multiplying the story plot lines that are happening. <laughs> And that yes. can be kind of crazy Absolutely. sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. I completely agree with you. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, because of perfectionism, they don't, it's hard for them. I think you mentioned this at the very beginning. It's hard for them to think about having people over and in, into their homes because, but we are to be interacting with each other and we are to be characters in other people's plot lines. We it's a Christian community, we are to be a part of other people's lives and serving them and helping them and encouraging them. And it's so important to practice hospitality. The reason I think hospitality is important, just as a reminder, First Timothy 5, it does talk about women who have been faithful. And as Christian women, we are striving for that. And one of the marks is showing hospitality. First Timothy 5 talks about a widow, but it talks about that she has a reputation for good works. And one of those is hospitality. This requires serving others and sacrifice and not demanding perfection of yourself. You have to be able to put aside, like I said earlier than me, my house isn't good enough. My house isn't nice enough. My dishes are chipped. My food, I'm not a good enough cook. You put aside all of those things and have a good attitude 
do the things that help you attend Misty's workshops, read her books, (laughs) (laughs) make lists. There are definitely things that help to be ready, but just do it. Jump in and do it. Do it anyway. God doesn't demand perfectionism and those people walking in your home do not demand it either. They are just happy and excited to be there, visiting with you, getting the encouragement that you're offering, a hot meal cooked by someone else and not you always tastes better. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't have to do the work yourself, (laughs) all of a sudden it's, wow, this is the most amazing food I've ever tasted. (laughs) (laughs) On the podcast, we, we share funny stories and it's a reminder that life is not perfect. There will be plenty of times that there are mistakes and things happen. There was someone that told about when the very first dinner that she cooked for her in-law, she was first married, the in-laws were coming over. She was making everything just right. And of course the nervousness associated with that. And so they arrive and she opens the oven to pull the main dish out and it was completely raw. She'd forgotten to turn the oven on. (laughs) There was a time when I was first married and we had company coming over and 30, within 30 minutes, guests were walking in the door and there's all of a sudden I'm in the kitchen getting the salad ready and there's little black bits floating all around. I'm like, what is this? Long story short, my son was playing in the next room that had a, a floor heater and a basketball had gotten in between the heating element and the grate and it had caught on fire. And he was a toddler. So he's trying to tell us, we didn't know that there was a burning basketball with black ash all in the air, covering everything, including the salad. Oh, <laughs> until, <laughs> until <laughs> and gasping and, but you know, it's 30 minutes later, companies walking in the door. <laughs> it had to be thrown completely away. No one wanted to eat basketball. God sends these stories into our lives. How are we going to react? Are we going to maintain a joyful, cheerful attitude and just go with the flow? Or are we going to just get anxious and fussy and harried and angry? And <laughs> right then, those moments, God is working on us. Yes. Yes. He's throwing us. You're <laughs> a character. Camera, lights, action. You are on center stage. How are you going to react? <laughs> what is your character going to do right now? I'd sometimes even just having someone else walk in your home can make you realize what kind of character you're being more than if it's just your family. Just like you turn on a different tone of voice, perhaps if you answer the phone or answer the door unexpectedly, having people over, okay, no, really, what is my attitude? What am I projecting here? What is evidenced? Because I know people are watching the evidence. This is evidence right here. What am I saying? Yes, absolutely. You mentioned mindset earlier, like how do we keep that mindset that you're talking about? And there, like I said, this is something that, that it, it doesn't come naturally to me to just not be anxious and just go with the flow. And so there, there are times when people are coming in the door and maybe everything's not done according to your schedule and your plan, something interrupted it. You feel yourself getting anxious, your stomach tightening, you feel overwhelmed. A lot of people do feel that way when they're inviting 
guests into their home because they have this high standard and they think other people are going to notice everything I'm noticing. For one, they're not. They're not mm-hmm. going to notice whether your pantry is perfectly organized and underneath the couch is vacuumed. They won't notice it. But if you do and you're anxious, what can we do right then? I would encourage you, this helps me so much, to remember that God gives us grace in each moment. He gives us what we need if we call on him for help. And he cares about even the small moments. We don't have to only call on God whenever there's someone sick and in the hospital. He wants us to come with to him with everything, including what might be something small and minor, like our anxiety, because our pantry is not organized. <laughs> and it's it a thing. <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I recently read a quote by Corey Tindum that reminded me of this, and I loved it. She says, the wonderful thing about praying is that you leave a world of not being able to do something and enter God's realm where everything is possible. He specializes in the impossible. Nothing is too great for his almighty power. Nothing is too small for his love. So my tip is pray without ceasing. God cares for you. He wants you to be seeking him even in the small things. You are a character in God's story. We all are. Be the best character you can be. Be a woman after his own heart. Thank you so much, Bess. This has been such a helpful conversation. I really appreciate you coming. So much for having me. And you can edit this out if you want to, but do you have time for one more story? Yes, go for it. (laughs) Edit it out if you know we've gone too long, but I had one more story I'm going to share that reminded me of God having a sense of humor. (laughs) (laughs) God has a sense of humor and we should too. And a lot of times this, the funny stories God sends into our lives have nothing to do with perfectionism, the, with circumstances going just right. So this is my story. <laughs> Years ago, when all of my kids were at home, we have five, five children, four boys and a girl. One of the teenagers, the oldest one was learning how to drive and he backed up into a pole and it dented in the trunk of our minivan. We were going on a camping trip. My husband had not had time to fix it. And so the trunk would not close all the way there. The latch wouldn't work. So no big deal. He'll fix it later. We just tied a rope inside to to hold it down. We go on this camping trip. We're there for a short time when a torrential downpour came. It was just the storm. I don't know if you've ever heard of Texas thunderstorms. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were in Arkansas, but it was a huge storm. Everything was completely soaked. No, the firewood was soaked. We couldn't build a fire to do food, shoes, clothes, towels, everything was soaked. So we decided we're going to just pack it in. We're going to go home early. (laughs) (laughs) So we just chunked everything in the back of the minivan and pulled out. Like we're just going to sort this out at home, just throw it in the minivan. So in the twilight of the evening, we pull out onto the highway And right as we're rounding, turning to the left, we see flashing lights and a police officer pulling us over. (laughs) The trunk of the van had flown open and wet, soggy clothes had strewn themselves all over the road. And the police officer gave us a warning for littering. Oh, no. This was not a funny story at the time, but... (laughs) In the moment, I felt 
anxious and like we'd done something wrong and someone had forgotten to tie the rope. I may have even had the thought of why didn't my husband fix it before we went camping? (laughs) But I knew because I know God sends these stories to work on us. If this is not the time, it's not okay to yell at anyone. It's not okay to be angry. It's not okay to pass blame. Don't give in to any of those thoughts. Zero. Just be in the situation. Even if I'm not laughing about it right now, (laughs) be who I'm supposed to be in this situation, maintain a great attitude. And later when I had a little bit of time to gain perspective, it was really hilarious. And not all moments are going to be like that. There are going to be stories that are sad. We don't always laugh, can't always laugh at all of our stories. This one, we learned to laugh at. (laughs) (laughs) Since then, we realized it must have been really quite hilarious as we pull out, the police officer's just sitting there doing his paperwork or something. We're pulling out and all of a sudden, (laughs) he sees the trunk fly up and undies and towels (laughs) shoes <laughs> raining all over the road <laughs> yeah, yeah that's my the one I on and realize okay I can laugh at myself <laughs> and laugh at my lack of perfectionism <laughs> life is not perfect <laughs> and I have lots of stories like that just and I'm sure all of your listeners do too that's just life that's the life God gave us <laughs> yes <laughs> Or like later the story can be told as a funny story <laughs> just remembering like probably someday we'll be able to tell this story a little bit <laughs> with the <Right>. comic twist <laughs> exactly learn to laugh at yourself <laughs> yes yes that is big <laughs> Again, thank you so much for having me it's been fun to chat with you and you have a great podcast and what you're doing is just very encouraging very encouraging to ladies to remember how to keep the mindset they're supposed to have and how to be faithful Christian women. Thank you, Bess. And we'll be chatting on your podcast soon, I think. Yes, absolutely. I look forward to it. Yes. So check her out. I think we're doing it next week, but it'll release in a few weeks. I'm sure they'll release. Yeah. And mine's not going to release right away either. Okay. Very good. I'll look forward to hearing yours and and I'll have to send you a link to mine whenever you're finally up. Yes, for sure. All right. You have a great day. Thank you too. And that's it for this episode of the Simplified Organization Podcast. If you missed part one of the conversation with Bess, then be sure to go back and listen to that one as well, because she shares other stories and insights on perfectionism and aligning our attitudes with God's story. As Bess mentioned, we are characters in a story. But sometimes the story that we are telling inside our own heads is not the story that God is actually telling in and with our lives. And that's when we run into trouble. And that's why Declutter Your Story is the first and foundational module inside Simplified Organization, Organize Your Attitude. I would like to give you free access to this module of my course so that you can notice the story that you are telling in your head and change it to align it more and more to match the truth of God's story. You can go to simplyconvivial.com story to get access to the module 
It will help you repent, rejoice, repeat.